For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen, uh, and I'm sitting in for Daryl Wayne, who is sitting in for me, and it was very confusing, but I'm going to be here during the next uh, part of our show, the last part of our show. We're going to go to a small town near Aspen, Colorado. We're going to spend some time with Renee Linnell, uh, and apparently we've talked before with your first book, uh, The Burn Zone. Um, this book is called Still on Fire, a memoir. You're, you're young. Why are you writing a memoir? Because I've lived a crazy life. And anytime I tell people anything about it, they say you have to write a book. So now I have two. You got it. What, what do you do during when you're not writing? I do all kinds of things. I travel, snowboard, surf, um, hike, bike, go to yoga. And I work a little bit in real estate, um, buying and renovating and selling properties. Aha, uh-huh, the money part. The money uh, part. The money part. Okay, that's good. Um, you also talk a lot about miracles uh, in the book. And, uh, and can we all have miracles? Do they all happen? They happen every single moment of every single day, but we have to be paying attention and not glued to our cell phones to notice them. And sometimes they're subtle and sometimes they're huge. What's the biggest miracle you've had in your life? The biggest one I believe is in chapter, I think it's chapter two drowning where I was drowning in Hawaii and I was going under, I definitely needed to be rescued or I was going to be smashed into these lava rocks and die and drown. And a Hawaiian man appeared and he was wearing swim fins and he said, I'm just going to hold on to you until the lifeguard comes. And he radiated peace and serenity and he grabbed my hips and he held me so that I could breathe. My head was staying above water. And then the lifeguard came and he rescued me. And it was this big, dramatic, sad, scary thing. And when we were sitting on the beach after and I was crying, I said, where's that man? And he said, what man? And I said, the man who was holding me, the Hawaiian man with the swim pins. And he said, Renee, you were all alone. Whoa. <laughs> yes. Up. That's amazing. Well, that leads to spirituality. Have you always had a, a spirituality or a, a, a religious background or is this was this new in your 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 post um I'm, uh, the burn zone my post cult uh, <laughs> shattering po- yeah. life destroying yeah. adventure um i have always had a strong faith let's just say but i was raised catholic and um, when I went to church and all of that, it didn't really resonate with me. Um, I was kind of a bad girl and a wild child, but I was also the weird kid. And um, 
But yes, I always believed in, I always believed in magic and miracles and divine intervention. And I've seen a lot of it throughout my life. And I was also surrounded by death at a young age, losing most of my family before I turned 15. And then my father when I was 15. And so I was always kind of searching for why we're here anyway, which led me to be much more open-minded to the divine. And do you have a, a you, you're calling it divine, you know, the universe, uh, the spirit. Do you think that we all need to, to have some belief in something that's bigger than us? And I don't mean somebody that in my case is six two. I do. I know for me personally, um, it it just, it makes life so much more magnificent, so much richer to believe that we're not here all alone and that there is a divine plan and that we all always are protected. I mean, just for me, I don't really want to be here if it's just kind of me in a human form working all day and trying to pay the bills and crap happens and victimy and it's that's not real fun when i imagine that we're all on this magnificent adventure being protected by the divine and we're always guided it's so much more fun it is but then you 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 hear about or read about three-year-old kids who have cancer or have brain problems um you see uh, uh even adults and while they're happy they have not the life that you may have because of some awful illness or disease. And that's, that, that always bothers me. And I understand what you're saying. And I, again, I guess it's how we make peace inside our own minds. Right. And when I look at that, or even when I see an animal hit on the side of the road, yeah. um, in order to feel better, I, believe that it's all part of a divine plan and that our souls sign up for certain experiences to learn and to grow and to teach those around us. Again, I don't know that that's real, but it sure makes me feel better about the suffering that I see. So that before coming into this existence, you say, okay, it's all right. I'll take cancer. Um, I'll get it at 18. I mean, is like that. I mean, that's, uh, not free will or is it well or you know a theory could be i've lived so many lives in a really healthy body and never had compassion for anybody who had sickness i took my body for granted i criticized it all the time i treated it terribly so now maybe i'll try an incarnation where at 18 i get cancer and i see what that feels like I, I don't know. You know, I, of course I don't know. And and the more I think I know, the more I realize I don't know. But again, as I said, it makes life on this planet a lot easier believing that we signed up for it on a soul level for some reason. Do you want to know? I did. And I think that's why I joined the cult and ruined my life and destroyed my sanity. And now I think on the other side of it, I realize I just want to say, wow. I mean, I just want to be amazed and thrilled by all of it. And I, I guess, no, I'm not dying to know. I'm just wanting to experience what's happening right now in this moment. Uh, our guest is Renee Linnell. The book is still on fire, a memoir. I think that you should have waited another 20 years. I'm sorry, you're young. <laughs> you had a, a, a life packed with all kinds of things, the cult, sex, relationships, good, 
bad, you know, all over the place. What drives Renee today? After all those icky bad things, what makes Renee Renee today? Because you're Renee today in the 21st century, the year 2022, is probably different than Renee from 2010? Renee today is different from Renee three weeks ago, honestly. Um, And that's a huge question you asked me, what drives me? I would say it's the pursuit of joy and happiness and, um, and trying to be more and more present in the moment trying to be less serious, less concerned with my to-do list, less worried, trying not to look out into the world and see what the media is bombarding me with and be afraid and angry and mean. And so I think I'm always going within and, and trying to figure out, well, how can I be kinder and how can I be happier and how can I have more deep joy, even on the days that I feel despair? Um, and I love loving. And so the happier I am, the more loving I am and the kinder I am. And then I go out into the world and I see it reflected back. And I, that's, I guess that's kind of my mission is to keep refining that. Uh, So during the next segment, in just a little bit, uh, you'll tell us a joke and make us all laugh. I can't wait (laughs) because happiness and joy are are, are really good. Um, What about things like that are happening in the world, politics today, the divisiveness in this country. Should we just forget about all that crap? You know, I think there are those of us who really have a divine mission to make changes in those arenas. And for those of us who feel such a strong calling to make those changes, we can't ignore that crap. But for those of us who realize we can't really make a difference in those arenas, I do highly recommend ignoring that crap because it's so easy to watch it and to start hating each other. And hate just destroys us from the inside out. It's like acid inside our veins. Um, and, And we're born to love. We really are. We love loving. And so I think it's much easier to love each other when we're not constantly allowing messages of hate each other, hate each other, hate each other, fear each other, fear each other to, you know, to saturate our attention. Well, I believe that everybody, even one person can make a difference in politics or in life. And you're certainly making a difference one person at a time with your book still on fire. Our guest is Renee Linnell. I'm Mark Allen. We're going to take some time out. We'll be back in just a couple moments. Be sure to join us at LateNightHealth.com. That's LateNightHealth.com. We'll have a link to uh, Renee, and there'll be an article and uh, even a pretty picture uh, of Renee uh, on Late Night Health. All right, don't go away as Late Night Health continues.
Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen. Our guest is Renee Linnell. She's written a book, Still on Fire, a memoir. And we just spent, I have to tell everybody, 10 minutes, and I thought we did a great 10-minute interview. Um, I forgot to hit the record button, and uh, that is why Daryl Wayne is so valuable to me, because he does not forget to do things like that. So we're going to talk again. Um, Thank you for hanging with us, Renee. Oh, it's my pleasure. You said something, you know, when I told you, oops, I goofed. You said, um, you, I guess you don't believe in coincidences. Is, is that it? That everything is for a, a reason? 
Yes, I said everything happens for a reason and apparently there is something that was meant to come through us that didn't on that recording. And so let's see if it does now. Got it. Now, when I do interviews, I don't, I don't always remember what I ask or say. Uh, I mean, I've done so many interviews over the years. Um, how do you, how do you know what we should talk about now? Or don't you, we just go for it? We just keep doing what we're doing and we see what comes out and we trust that okay. it's the right thing. Uh, before we, we stopped in our first segment, I'd asked Brene to tell, to tell a joke. She's had over 10 minutes now and she said she has one, but it's not appropriate for the air. I'm hoping she'll share that with me later. Um, let's talk about, um, I guess your mission which I'm, I'm changing what we did the last time, but that's okay. You, you, you mentioned that there are people who have missions to make the world better. Is that why you're here? I think we all have the mission to make the world better, you know, but I think that we get confused and we think we have to make big, big changes or we have to push against something that we don't like and make it go away. And I realized after everything I went through to become enlightened, to become a saint, I ruined my whole life. I alienated everyone I loved. I took myself to the edge of almost insanity that our mission, we're here to love, to love each other and to love ourselves. And there were times when I was so broken and just somebody crossing the street in front of me and smiling at me shifted my whole mood. And so I think so many of us wonder, oh, what's my purpose or why am I here? Or I want to do something huge and great. And I really believe it's just moment by moment when we can open the door for a stranger, smile when we don't feel like smiling, listen when we don't feel like listening, offer a kind word of guidance. That's how we make a difference. And that's why we're here. Do most people love themselves? I don't think we do. Unfortunately, I think we did when we were children, but I think we were taught by the adults around us that we had to change in order to please them and have them approve of us. And in order to survive, we had to please them and have them approve of us. And so we learn from such a young age that we're not okay the way we are. And then we're bombarded by messaging from the media that says we're not okay the way we are so that we'll buy their products. And so I think most of us, too many of us walk around thinking that we're just terribly flawed. We're not okay. We have to change to be loved, to be worthy. And it's just not true. Yeah. We don't need deodorant, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I smell, never mind. Um, I asked this question when we didn't record. Are people happy? Most people happy today? You seem to be extraordinarily happy. You admit, I look at you and I'm happy. You got such a great smile uh, right now. Um, Thank you. That, that I can feel it. But do you think most people are happy? I don't think most people are happy. And I think a lot of that is because we don't realize we live in a land of dichotomy. We're supposed to experience the opposites. 50% um, of the time, we're not going to be feeling all the high, happy emotions. We'll be feeling the lower, darker emotions. And then we think something's wrong with us. Um, 
And so what you see in my face is joy, this incredible gratitude for being alive after taking myself to the point of not wanting to be here anymore. And so even on days of deep despair or anger or anguish or lethargy or, or what pessimism, I have this underlying current of joy because of the gratitude of still being here. Uh, we talked also about the cult, and I think that's an important part of your life from what I gather, I mean, you were there for seven years, but it was an unusual cult, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was a Buddhist cult, but she believed that we should use our career as our spiritual practice. So she had me do things like get a black belt in karate, um, quit dancing and become a computer programmer, get an MBA from NYU Stern. Um, and then she wanted me to make $10 million after taxes and obviously give it back to the cult. Uh, it was a very unusual cult. <laughs> yeah, but but you had some positive things from that. I mean, I think it's like Stern? any toxic relationship where you lose yourself so completely, you are, get so filled up with self-doubt, you don't trust your own intuition and you, and you defer to the person you're giving your power to. But if, if we're honest, we look back and we go, well, those are the crucibles within which we were able to transform and eventually, hopefully, learn to love ourselves and get out of them. Does that relationship, you know, with a cult, would that be with people as well? You, you know, you can have a relationship with somebody uh, and there's good and bad in it and then you move on? Yes, and I think too many of us, going back to that self-love happiness thing, um, we think that something outside of ourselves will bring us that feeling of love or worth or happiness. And too many of us get into situations with other people where we want them to provide all of that and we stick in these unhealthy relationships because we're scared to be alone or, or we believe what they're telling us that we're not okay, we can't be on our own. And that's the whole giving our power away thing, right? And and not believing in ourselves. We don't have enough time to talk about giving away power. I think that's a real important issue. And we'll do that the next time we talk. Um, you, you, you told us earlier you, ra you were raised Catholic, but became Buddhist. Um, do you have a, a, a religion today or is it just love, love and happiness? And kindness. And My religion is kindness, love, gratitude, happiness, faith, and kindness. Yes. And gosh, could you imagine if we, if we could do the things we loved, we'd be happy more of the time. And when we're happy, we're kinder more of the time. And when we're kinder, we make this world a better place. So it really starts with loving ourselves and giving ourselves permission to do the things that bring us joy. What about the saying, be careful what you wish for? You know, somebody uh, say, you know, somebody says, hmm, I want to get an MBA from NYU. It was difficult. That was one of the most difficult things I ever did. But it's I'll also bet. one of the greatest things I ever accomplished. When I was in Yankee Stadium graduating, oh, my gosh, it was worth all the tears and pots of coffee and saying I'm going to quit. What was your, your um, thesis about? I didn't have to do a thesis because it was an executive MBA, but, okay. and I specialized in entrepreneurship. Got it. Today, do you help people reach their goals, understand their purpose in life? I'm still looking for mine, but do you help people do that? Or is that what the book is about? 
It's what my books are about. And it's also when I travel around speaking, but I do think our purpose, we're all searching for our purpose. And it really is to love ourselves and love each other and to do what we love and to light up this world with joy. What is the number one thing that people should do and they don't to be happy? Not be so hard on ourselves, not compare ourselves to other people and ignore the messaging that we are constantly bombarded with that says, you're not okay, you're not okay, you're not okay. And you need to fear and hate other people who are different. You if probably, we can ignore that. You probably good. don't remember uh, the saying, maybe you do. I'm okay, you're okay, <laughs> right? And we are that's... okay. We're all flawed and we, none of us knows what we're doing and human life is messy and it's just supposed to be this wild, weird adventure. Well, the wild, weird adventure, of course, you can read about and still on fire, a memoir uh, by Renee Linnell. And uh, she remembered us talking a couple of years ago. Next time you're in California, stop by. Okay. Okay. And we'll, we'll, I, we'll do a, a fruit smoothie or something. We'll talk about that. Anyway, uh, thank you very much. Uh, join us at latenighthealth.com and uh, uh, you'll see a pretty picture of Renee and be able to find out how to get her book and read about her and it'll be really very, very nice. Uh, well, that takes us to the end of our show. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, have a great week, everybody. Have a good week. Most importantly, have a healthy and happy week. I'm changing that. Have a healthy and happy week. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.